0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Witchfix. Fix. Today we are going to be looking at Suspiria again because it was remade in 2018 and my copy of it just arrived in the post. I am very excited. Uh, I wanted to give you a little bit of background about the film before I even watch it. I wanted to just sort of look at uh, what the general consensus was about the remake and what I could expect from it because the, the original film uh, that I reviewed couple of episodes now um yeah i didn't really know how to feel about it uh but we kind of want to see if it's going to be more witchy less witchy if uh with the knowledge of the two films that came after it the plot will be slightly different and different things will be uh, included in it that might not be included in the original film Uh, i also wanted to see if maybe there would be Slightly different because I, I felt like the original Suspiria, there was a lot of arty stuff going on and not a huge amount of plot to really kind of carry that through, and it did feel like a drag in places. Uh, so, with that in mind, I fled to the Wikipedia page to have a little look-see. And it does seem like the artistic nature of the film has changed to a different kind of artistry, namely dance. Suspiria, the first film obviously set in a dance school, there wasn't a huge amount of dance included. Uh, But it does seem like um, there are quite long choreographed dances in in this film, which um, I'm not looking forward to, but we we shall see. I was intrigued with some of the reviews, however, uh, which did seem more promising. Uh, Namely, that Andrew Whelan of Newsweek uh, deemed it a powerful and dread-inducing experience, even before it reveals itself to uh, to be not just an art house exploration of horror aesthetic. He also compared the body horror in the film to that of the works of David Cronenberg, I love me a bit of David Cronenberg. I just watched um actually the remake of Rabid uh which is originally a David Cronenberg film that was pretty fucking phenomenal can recommend but I also like obviously his original films a lot as well um particularly the body horror elements so um hopefully that's exciting um however I think Justin Chang from the los angeles times felt that the imagining of witchcraft is boldly absurd which are two words that fill me with dread and it basically just says that the reception of the movie was very very polarized people liked it people hated it so um at the end of things i do hope that i will have had a strong reaction to it because i felt like the first film i didn't have a huge amount of uh, opinion about because it, it basically just confused me apparently they have changed the setting of the film so it's now set in 1977 which i think is the year that the original came out um i could be wrong about that um or it was again the when it was originally set um but yeah they're playing on some of the political stuff going on in germany uh sort of cold war adjacent and apparently themes of motherhood are also explored in the movie Uh, not sure that they were in the original but nothing really came across as as being that so uh without further ado i'm gonna go away and watch the movie and then i'm gonna come back and uh, we're gonna have a little bit of a discussion full disclosure it is now the next day because the movie ended up unbeknownst to me being two and a half hours long which is nearly an hour longer than the original movie um so by the time i had Got my Xbox to work because it had a little bit of a funny moment where it tried to eat the DVD, but um, it was persuaded to give it back. Um, and by the time I sat down and watched it, obviously having to pause it to continuously make notes and then gone and eaten some sausage casserole for my tea. Um, it was way too late for me to consider recording this review until the next day when I had a coffee. So um, we're back, folks. We're back to it. And we're just going to plunge straight into the plot. Uh, I'm going to trigger warn for quite a lot of things. So uh, bear with for this list, uh, which includes molestation, abuse, gore, self-harm and self-mutilation, suicide and then some flashing images. Um, I'm not really up on what constitutes an epilepsy warning, but um, there were some flashing images towards the end. So I just thought I'd make you guys aware in case you were going into it. uh, The final scene does contain a number of those. So first things first, did I like the film? Answer, yes, I enjoyed it very much, Lee. In fact, it was probably one of the first films i watched for the podcast where I kind of resented the fact that I had to make notes and was therefore kind of looking at my pad and missing parts of the film because uh, quite a lot of it has subtitles because characters are speaking in German and I think also French. Uh, and also some of it is like uh, just text on screen when it's uh, announcing the different acts because... The movie is in different acts, and I actually think I managed to miss like four of those because suddenly we were on Act Five, and I was like, "Wait, where did the intervening ones go?" Um, so that kind of annoyed me that I was looking away and missing some of the the more subtle things about it. Uh, and I definitely will be giving it a rewatch on my own time and not for the podcast um, because it, it was quite a good film, and I enjoyed a lot about it. And we're going to get into talking about the different themes and stuff. The plot is quite different to like the original the bare bones are still there you know dance school which is conspiracy Susie that a whole mess uh, but there's actually like new characters uh, and new ideas and new things running through it so uh, we're going to get into that now So we open the film and it says that it's in six acts and an epilogue in Divided Berlin. Uh, So this is set after the Second World War. Um, Berlin is now East and West Berlin. Um, I don't know a huge amount about that period of history, to be honest. Um, My history knowledge is poor. But... um, Various uh, real-life events from that time are sort of woven through the film, in particular uh, a an aircraft hostage situation, uh, which is Lufthansa 181, uh, Flight 181, um, which is to do with a, a terrorist group and various other things. Uh, various news broadcasts about this are included throughout the film. I'm not going to get too much into that because, to be honest, I feel like it didn't really have a huge amount of impact on the film, but that's just my view. Uh, so we get into... The, the act structure and then uh, act one starts in 1977. Uh, we meet Patricia, who is played by Chloe uh, Grace Moritz, which is quite a small role, um, but she's introduced at the beginning. She goes through like the, the rioting streets uh, to see a psychologist who I will be referring to as just a psychologist because I feel like the fewer names in this, the better. She goes to see the psychologist, she seems quite disturbed and she's singing quite a lot. She's brought um, basically like a large bag with her, like she's packed all her clothes up to to come to the psychologist's office, which is a little bit weird. Uh, and she keeps moving around the room, picking things up and acting in, in kind of a, an unbalanced way. Um, She does say that she was right, that they are witches, uh, I'm assuming referring to the dance school. And she says that she should warn Sarah and Olga. These are characters from the original movie as well. But then she goes on to talk about how she was groomed for for some sort of secret event or ritual. Um, And she starts talking about secrets, how the witches have been in hiding since the war, how she was gifted with things by the witches, such as perfect balance, perfect sleep and the ability to communicate mentally. Uh, These things were given to her, but she also says that they took her hair and her urine and her eyes And I'm assuming those first two things are things that have actually been taken from her because she does still have eyes. Uh, But she says that the witches can now see through her, which is quite disturbing. The psychiatrist is kind of noting this stuff down uh, and seems to be trying to like calm her. She talks about Mother Marcos, who um, Helena Marcos was the person who founded the dance school in the original uh, Suspiria film. Uh, But how Marcos wants to get inside her. Uh, And then she starts freaking out about um, a Masonic eye and also eyes in pictures around the room and starts like putting the pictures face down. Um, Then she departs and says that if she ever is discovered to have come here, uh, she will be killed. Uh, But she doesn't seem afraid so much as just kind of generally anxious and kind of off in her own little world but she departs leaving all of her stuff behind which the psychiatrist doesn't seem to notice so already we've seen a lot more of patricia than we just saw in the original suspiria where she just flees the dance academy in the middle of the night we then cut to a focus on a stitched sampler on a wall which says mother can take the place of all others but is irreplaceable or something akin to that we see a lot of um religious trappings including other religious samplers in a remote farmhouse um everyone's wearing bonnets and very dour clothes so i assumed that they were Amish. this is uh, later also established as fact so um they're just around someone is dying and breathing very heavily obviously quite labored Uh, a doctor then arrives uh, to see this person who i assume is like the mother of the of the family living in this house We then cut to a train station and are introduced to Susie, who is played by Dakota Johnson, obviously from uh, the the Fifty Shades movies, but also from uh, from Bad Times at the El Royale, which I have seen and which she was very good in. So um, I was quite pleased with her as an actress. She really does a great job in this film. Really good uh, portrayal of a very complicated character. She's at the train station. She seems to be dressed the same as the Amish people we've seen previously, although obviously not with a bonnet. Uh, and she has a church envelope full of money. So I guess she's like running away. She then arrives at the Helena Marcos Tans group. Uh, I think Tans is German for dance. Um, and then meets Ms Tanner, who... Um, Basically takes her to our audition. We're told that Susie has no references or history of formal dance training, but has been allowed to audition on the whim of Madame Blanc, who uh, you might remember is like the vice directoress in the original movie. Susie then dances in kind of what I would describe not being an expert on dance as an aggressive, sexual and frenzied dance It's quite captivating. It kind of looks like a kind of mixture between a modern dance style and martial arts. It's very strange. But everyone seems to be getting into it and impressed. And when she does a a very long twirl, uh, she suddenly realises that Madame Blanc has entered the room uh, sort of as if by magic and, and is viewing her audition. Susie hears some people talking about how Patricia has vanished. She's also then told by Ms. Tanner that Patricia won't be returning, which is why they have an opening in the free accommodation at the school. And uh, they then accept her as a student based on her audition and we get to know that she is from ohio in america i will mention at this point uh, that madame blanc is played by tilda swinton tilda swinton plays three characters in this film which i did not realize until um i didn't know who one character was and i had to look at the imdb list to try and find out the name and then found out that tilda swinton plays not only madame blanc as like the main role in the film, but also then plays uh, Marcus, uh, Mother Marcus, who is like the leader of the Dance Academy, who you meet right at the end of the film, but then also plays the psychiatrist, who is an old man and does a phenomenal job at all three roles. So that's kind of amazing. And I would never have noticed uh, up until I, I looked at the IMDb page. So. That's pretty incredible. Uh, Susie is then collected from her lodgings by Sarah, who is a character who was in the original film and who is in this one played by Mia Goth. Um, They talk a little bit about the the political situation in Berlin at the moment. Uh, The hostage situation is on the news and they also hear a bomb going off um, a couple of streets away, uh, which is mentioned again later. Uh, And Sarah is very worried about Patricia and uh, kind of worried about where she's gone. We then see a vote take place um, amongst the the witches and uh, basically it's a vote as to see who will be in charge, Uh, Madame Blanc or uh, Mother Marcos, who is currently in charge. Marcos wins by three votes and then Tana and Madame Blanc have a conversation about how um, Tana says Mother wants to try again, but not every girl will be suitable for the ritual, but that Sarah might make a good choice uh, and that... they they need to find someone soon so at this point it's pretty obvious they're looking for basically a host body for madame marcos and that something went wrong when they tried to use patricia we also see the psychiatrist visit a, a sort of small house which is very very far away from where he currently lives Uh, and practices in the city uh it has a heart on the wall in the concrete that says a and j his name begins with j and then we see um evidence that he's maybe in mourning uh for someone missing someone who he used to live there with his wife He then discovers the discarded bags etc in his office that Patricia left behind which includes her journals which he then starts to read and through which he's going to get like the backstory of the three mothers and all the kind of lore that comes out in the first three films. They then have their first like rehearsal um, and because Patricia is missing the main role is going to be danced by Olga and Sarah therefore replaces Olga in her former role. Olga, though, has some trouble performing the principal part of this dance, which is known as Volk. And Madame Blanc gives her some directions, like she has to like try and pull it from the ground uh, as as in a movement, which I thought was quite interesting. And I'd already kind of read that the dance in this was basically what they replaced the witchcraft with, that the witchcraft is through dance. And that makes so much more sense than having a witchcraft and dance academy But the two things aren't connected in the first movie. So I was kind of interested in the direction she was being given as if in ritual movements, as if she's actually moving real energy from the ground. Uh, So that was quite cool. But because Olga is having trouble, she gets frustrated. She calls Manon Blanc a liar and they basically talk about Patricia and how Olga doesn't believe that Patricia just left. Manon Blanc then says that Patricia was really interested in the political cause at the time and was probably involved in the recent bombing and that's why she's hiding out at the moment Uh, but Olga kind of isn't buying this she declares that she's leaving calls all of them witches and storms out after this no one seems to want to take up the role of the protagonist of the dance but Susie who has so far just been watching as it's the first practice she's been to um, says that she will happily take on that role that she's seen it in a documentary about the dance troupe many times and has also seen it performed live. Tana then says that she should dance it without all the other participants for safety and um, Madame Blanc watches her for a bit and then stops her and presses her hands to Susie's hands and feet, leaving a kind of white energy in its place, which I kind of wasn't keen on because it sort of looked a bit CGI-ish. She tells her that if she feels ill, she should stop. So obviously this dance is no joke and also not entirely just a dance, but then Susie begins to dance again, and we see Olga's eyes suddenly start streaming with tears as she goes down a stairwell. She's kind of blinded by these and stumbles into the mirror room, which is uh, where Susie auditioned. All the walls are basically just mirrors. The door closes behind her, and completely blends in with the wall, and she can't get it open again. Now, during this whole scene, Susie's being watched from a balcony above the room by uh, a nervous-looking woman in large glasses who was also present at the votes, but was sort of apart from everyone else and seemed very subdued. Um, so I wasn't sure if this was meant to be Marcos. It is not. I think the plot summary refers to her as Ms. Griffith, um, but she she's watching what's going on, and also seems to be the one causing uh, Olga to tear up and become disorientated because of the way it cuts to her during those scenes. And this is where we get our first real kind of horror moment, because as Susie dances, Olga is thrown around the mirror room, sort of as if some points it looks like she's kind of tied to Susie's movements. Other times it looks like Susie is kind of beating her up uh, w- with the movement she's making to the dance. But Olga quickly becomes... Um, kind of twisted up and broken you can see like internal bleeding and her arms and legs and the bones in them start to become broken as she's twisted and contorted into knots and bounced off the walls it's really quite disturbing to watch especially the points where she's like drooling and has peed herself because of like being thrown around the room she's then left kind of contorted and dying on the floor And uh, Madame Blanc then says Susie did a wonderful job, uh, but did not actually complete the dance because she does end up kind of passed out on the floor. Um, And then she sends uh, Susie to her room with Sarah's help so that she can rest up. Susie then does a pee sample, which for some reason the dance school requires, and uh, remembers back to her childhood when she was learning about, I assume, geography from an atlas, and she kept turning it to the uh, Germany page instead of America, until her mother finally ripped the Germany page out of the atlas, which I'm going to come back to later, because that seems like a, a very strange moment. Olga, meanwhile, is removed from the mirror room in a very odd way all of the, the the witches who who run the academy gather around her with what look like meat hooks uh, and they dig them into her and then drag her away as one with all these hooks in her i have no idea why this happens the way it does particularly because they start off saying don't hurt olga and then stab her with a bunch of hooks the hook thing never makes sense uh, so um I kind of stopped looking for it to make sense uh, but it did bother me a little bit as As much as it was kind of cool and creepy to include. They also discuss what happened with the dance and uh, Madame Blanc says that Susie didn't actually mean to hurt Olga but carried the intents of the, of the witches around her um, and that she is better than Patricia as like a, a candidate for this kind of transfiguration because she is cleaner uh, which was kind of a weird thing to say and I thought about like her Amish background and wondered if it meant that she was a virgin but at the same time the Susie in this film and the Susie in the first film are very different because original Susie was very much kind of a wide-eyed ingenue kind of innocent person whereas the Susie in this one seems a lot more knowing and a lot more um, experience and not entirely as innocent, and I'll come back to that later as we get into the finale of the movie. Susie and Madame Blanc then have kind of like a private tea time in Madame Blanc's chambers. They talk a little bit, and Susie admits that she kept going to New York and like running away and hitchhiking to see Madame Blanc and the company dance this dance. Uh, and Susie says that dancing the protagonist part was what she imagined it would feel like to fuck as an animal. So, again, that kind of leads into that idea that she's not actually that innocent and not unworldly as her original film counterpart. Sarah then asks Susie a favour. Basically, the two of them are going to break into the administration office to try and find the information on Patricia's next of kin in her file. While they are doing this, the uh, women who are usually in there are distracted by the arrival of two policemen who have come to investigate Patricia's disappearance. One of them pretends to be Madame Blanc and they take them into a back room. Uh, And while Sarah is searching for the file that she is looking for, which is actually gone, um, Susie peeks into that back room and sees that the police now seem to be paralysed and in some sort of trance. uh, And the witches have stripped them and are like poking them, prodding them. One of them has one of the hooks they used on Olga uh, and uses it to kind of like poke at one of their dicks. Um, So they're obviously messing with them just for shits and gigs. But Susie doesn't seem disturbed by this. She goes back into the main room, does not tell Sarah, and then as she's leaving, kind of smiles like it's amusing. Um so again, there's a lot of stuff building up here that something's not quite right with Susie and I think it's absolutely played beautifully so hats off to the actress we then see more of Susie dancing except this time there's a gnarled hand with long fingernails kind of reaching up from below as if touching the floor that she's dancing on from underneath And then later on, uh, Madame Blanc is angry because she wasn't told that Mother Marcos was coming back to the school uh, and wasn't told that she had been secreted into a a closet below the floor so that she could kind of feel Susie out. They also reveal that Marcos is not one of the three mothers, which is an interesting direction for the film to take. Uh, I guess she's just like a senior witch. Um, And they reveal that Marcos needs to find a new body in order to live, so the pressure's really on. It's pretty clear from this point that that Madame Blanc doesn't really care for um, Mother Marcos that much, uh, which we could have guessed from the fact that she's opposing her for leadership, and does also seem to have some sort of maternal slash romantic feelings for Susie. Uh, It's unclear which. Susie continues to have arty and disturbing dreams and then starts like screaming, I know who I am, in her sleep. Uh, the other girls like wake her up but dismiss this because they all have these nightmares apparently, which is disturbing in and of itself. It's revealed that the psychiatrist is the one who alerted the police to go and look at the academy. He goes to check in with them. Um, and uh, sees a picture of Patricia calling her a terror suspect. He tells the police uh, about the diaries, about the diagrams in them of like this ritualistic magic practice. There's a lot of like stars and geometric designs with different people at different points on them. He talks about her delusion being indicative of some sort of organized crime perhaps and also recognizes one of the cops as one of the people uh, who looked for his wife after she disappeared so um, at this point we sort of find out that his wife is, is missing presumed maybe dead Susie is still doing rehearsals for Volk she's having a lot of trouble with the jumping uh, she can't jump very high and says that she feels like maybe they should make changes and include more floor work so it's kind of um a little bit arrogant of her to come in and try and change this dance and madame blanc gives her a lecture about all the history behind the dance that it came out of of the history of the conflict of, of the second world war and everything that's come since uh, and and that's why it's not being changed so we've kind of got some interesting old versus new dynamics going on here caroline who is a dancer who is great at jumping um comes to like demonstrate jumping for susie but then later has a fit and it seems like the witches have kind of organised it so that her jumping ability has been stolen and given to Susie. The psychiatrist then approaches Sarah outside of the dance hall and shows her Patricia's diaries, all of This like occult stuff that she would written into them, all the diagrams, etc. Sarah doesn't want to believe any of this. She thinks that Patricia was just mad uh, and she actually leaves quite distressed because um, he implies that there might be secret rooms, etc. within the school that she's unaware of where things are going on and maybe patricia might be being held prisoner susie then has some private instruction with madame blanc on the art of jumping Uh, and this is when she appears to have acquired caroline's ability not clear on what happens to caroline not sure if we see her again but um i guess she can't jump very high anymore um madame blanc says that the movement of the dance is sort of like a prayer that you do with your body and susie says that it's also like a spell and madame blanc says that dancing someone else's dance that they've created kind of makes you a vessel for their work so again there's some sort of interesting stuff going on there i liked the kind of discussion of dance as being both a form of worship and a form of magic i think that fits in with a lot of like ecstatic dance practices and things like that um so that was quite interesting the other witches, meanwhile, are gathered at their table where they have their like communal meals and are talking about how Patricia died uh, during the, the, I guess, the last attempt at the ritual because she, in the end, did not consent that she had until that point, but then uh, decided she didn't want to go through with it. Um, we see that the glasses woman Um, miss griffith i think is sitting separately she's not talking to anyone and then randomly picks up a knife off the table and stabs herself in the neck i still don't know what this was about sarah appears to hear the commotion generated by this like spontaneous death um, and so explores the academy counting steps and listening at walls i'm not sure what steps she's counting or how they lead her to where they do but she ends up in the mirror room and locates a hidden door Uh, which she then opens and goes through this leads down some spiral stairs and she sees very disturbingly a kind of oil painting of madame blanc and someone who i assume is mother marcos in a frame which is kind of made of hair that appears to have been stuck around it in a nest with like mucus or maybe with the urine samples unclear but disgusting Uh, There are also grotesque statues like that are just like piles of boobs, Um, statues, um, various things like death masks, and she finds the hooks as well in a cabinet. She hears screaming and peeps through uh, another door, but whatever she sees scares her. She grabs one of the hooks and then runs for it. Apparently, all this is very convincing to Sarah, as it would be. Uh, She then goes back to meet with the psychiatrist. He tells her about the three mothers, how they existed before God and the devil, which is a very interesting concept. And he says that delusions um, can be shared and that's why they are powerful and dangerous. So even if you don't believe in in like witches and things like that, if enough people do, then those people themselves can be dangerous. And he gives various ideas uh, about religion to back this up and also obviously uh, the Reich. He asks Sarah to leave him with the hook because it might be dangerous for her to be like discovered with it. So she agrees. But when she leaves, she sees Miss Tanner across the street and then when a crowd of people pass in front of her it's a different woman who looks very similar who then just walks off so it's, it's kind of obvious that Sarah and the psychiatrist are now in danger. We're now gearing up for the performance of, of this dance piece they've been working on. The weird kind of um, ceremonial magic geo- geometric shape has been taped out on the dance floor. Uh, Susie's hair has also been cut quite a lot shorter so um we're following what patricia said she's now given them her hair and her urine um we get a flashback to um susie's mother's deathbed and she says uh, when she's being like given the last rites or whatever that her daughter is her last sin that she smeared upon the world um and i'll come back to that later as an idea uh, Sarah confronts Susie and tries to warn her saying that she's making a deal for these things that she's been given the ability of uh, that she has as a dancer but she hasn't yet been given the bill she doesn't know what it's going to cost it's also the night of the show and the psychiatrist has has come to be a guest there earlier Madame Blanc kind of tipped him to be a witness to the ritual as it would drive any of the girls who saw it mad and uh, she wanted to um have him there as like part of like an old part of the ritual however while the dancers are getting ready to to go on they realize Sarah's not there and that's because sarah wearing her costume for the dance has decided to go and do a little bit of sneaking she apparently goes back to where she found the hook uh, and enters a room which is kind of covered in these ropey geometric kind of spiderweb designs um she finds patricia kind of curled up on I guess a kind of stone dais um and when she turns over Patricia appears to be kind of prematurely aged to about 104 um and also seems to have had like her life energy taken she doesn't look great um and at the same time uh, another dancer with no feet is like crawling across the floor to get at Sarah she then sees a, a kind of shape in a bed like a very kind of blobby tumorous looking person that calls her name and does appear to be mother marcos so sensibly she runs away there is a fantastic air of anticipation around the performance of this dance and i thought the dance element of the film was going to be boring as fuck but it's actually because of how modern and strange intense the dancing is It, it doesn't get boring at any point there's always something else going on at the same time in the scene as well which helps Um, but the idea of this being the final dance the final ritual it is is quite electric uh, in the following scenes Uh, as Sarah is fleeing through some very dark hallways the performance begins all the lights go out except for a few spotlights and at the same time dark holes start to open up in the floor around Sarah she falls into one uh, partially which breaks her leg to the point that the bone is sticking out the uh, witches then find sarah and seem to put her into a kind of trance at the same time they partially heal her leg so there is a bulge like where the bone is still poking but it is now covered by skin and then they send her off because they need her to participate in the dance unfortunately just as the dance seems to kind of reach its peak uh, sarah collapses as the bone is like poking out of her leg again she is then taken away presumably to like I guess an infirmary Uh, and Susie seems to be deeply affected by the dance uh, in a kind of trancey elated state Um, but obviously it wasn't completed properly Susie's then visited that night by Madame Blanc they have a telepathic conversation so obviously she's now being given that gift as well Susie apologizes for going off book so it's obvious that she wasn't following the prescribed movements of the dance um, and Susie also talks about how people believe that the worst is over or that they want to believe that uh, about the war, about what's happening at the Dance Academy. But obviously she believes that the worst is yet to come. So they have this conversation. It's pretty obvious that Madame Blanc has some very strong feelings for Susie. I'm not sure of their specific nature or if they are romantic, sexual or motherly or just a blend of all of them. But. She seems to care about her and be quite worried about what's going to happen. Madame Blanc says that she could explain to Susie everything that's happening, but she doesn't want to. And Susie um, kind of gets from this that Madame Blanc doesn't want to tell her what's happening because she doesn't want her to have to choose because she loves her. So um, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're told um, through some very creepy voices that um, it must be tonight. The, The ritual needs to go ahead. So all the witches go out to dinner, joined by some of the young dancers and Susie. Susie takes a seat at the head of the table and makes very intense eye contact with Manon Blanc at the other end of the table throughout the whole meal. We see the psychiatrist then drops uh, Patricia's bags, etc. into the river along with the hook. I wasn't sure why he'd done this, but he did have a vision of his wife, as I guess she was before she went missing, and then older. Um so from that, I kind of maybe thought that the witches had sent him that vision on the understanding that it was a bribe, that they could give him his wife back if he destroyed this evidence. It's unclear if that is the case, um, but that's what made sense to me. He then visits the little house that he and his wife apparently shared and sees someone inside who does turn out to be his wife. She says that she was captured while out uh, without her papers and then was taken to a concentration camp. But after the war, she fled to Zurich and now has a life there, but returned to find him. Uh, So they kiss, they're reunited. It's lovely. It obviously can't last. His wife takes him through the streets and he realises they've arrived at the dance academy. And when he looks back at her, she's gone. And then the witches mob him and take him inside. And they seem very angry that he threw their hook in the river. Uh, Susie then arrives home, uh, takes off all her clothes in a sort of daze as she like walks through the foyer, puts on a dress that she finds on her bed and then descends down the spiral staircase to a room full of witches uh, and the dancers from the academy who are naked and apparently in formation to perform the dance slash ritual. Patricia and the other, I guess, failed candidates are also present, as is Sarah, who is then disemboweled with a hook. Um, We see Mother Marcos is there. She does not look well. She kind of looks like Toad of Toad Hall. Um, She's very kind of... Large and bulbous in very odd places. She has extra little limbs and hands growing out of her. She basically looks like a pile of tumours with a head, so obviously she needs that new body fast. Susie, still in a very kind of confident, trance like way, Uh, she doesn't seem afraid at all, says that she is ready. Madame Blanc looks incredibly afraid for her um, and then says that she can leave if she wants to and that madame blanc can just make her forget that all this happened that she still has a choice at which point things really kind of kick off because madame marcos is not having this she says that the dance is not art or anything like that she kind of mocks madame blanc for having these like pretensions towards being an artist when the dance is just about power and magic Uh, And then she gestures and Madame Blanc's neck kind of gets chopped into from the back and she falls down dead. Mother Marcos then approaches Susie and says that Susie must renounce her biological mother, that she will only have one mother now, uh, that Madame Marcos is the only mother she'll ever need. And then um, Mother Marcos then chants death to any other mother like over and over again um, to try and I guess kind of sway Susie. And that's when some weird stuff starts to happen, which, um, given what has already occurred in the film, it gets pretty weird. A demonic shadow figure, sort of in the style of the thing from Insidious, um, appears. It has very long fingers and nails and is sort of all black and kind of weird looking, kind of like an anime villain. Uh, But it it appears. Uh, It approaches Mother Marcos and Mother Marcos asks of Susie, who are you? And... um, Then Susie, in return, asks, who were you anointed for? And Mother Marcos says, Mother Suspiriorum. Susie then declares that that is who she is. She is Mother Suspiriorum. The shadow figure kisses Mother Marcos and she, like, dies bloodily, um, which upsets Miss Tanner, who's, like, next to her and kind of ends up crying over her corpse. The shadow figure then moves through the other figures, who are still dancing, um, and kisses or gestures at Those of the people who appear to have voted for Mother Marcos, because you hear them casting their votes over this sequence. Their hands then kind of explode in like a rain of blood. Not in like a Kingsman way, but in generally kind of a a cool, gross way. While this is happening, Susie rips open the skin on her chest, uh, which reveals kind of a gaping hole, which I guess could be a vagina, could be a throat. Not sure, but a load of screaming noises come out of it. She declares that she is the mother uh, and she then approaches the other failed candidates like Patricia, Sarah, uh, and asks them what they wish. They all wish to be granted death, I guess, to escape from their torment. And she gives them that uh, as an option. She just kind of touches them and they fall down dead. She then dances uh, with the rest of the remaining witches and then after this we see the psychiatrist quite tenderly being led from the academy Um, his glasses get put back on him and a witch kind of guides him off into the night where he kind of dazedly walks off we then get to the epilogue a lot of the dancers are still having nightmares but seem mostly unaffected by the the ritual they all write it off as being the product of, of drinking too much the psychiatrist returns home Um, The dancers go to their lessons. They're told that Madame Blanc has left. We see shots of the remaining teachers cleaning up the the bloody mess in the ritual room. But when one of them straightens Madame Blanc's head, her eyes open and she seems to come back to life. Meanwhile, Tana sits in the balcony uh, where the kind of nervous spectacle woman was before. Uh, Her face is all bloody and she seems kind of shell shocked and anxious, seeming to have taken that woman's place, I guess. Um, And then we see that uh, the psychiatrist is in in bed, not looking too well, to be honest, but he is visited by Susie. Uh, Susie doesn't seem evil or threatening in any way, but she says um, that she regrets that he had to be involved in the ritual and that she couldn't stop that at that point and that he deserves to know the truth. Uh, She tells him the real story of what happened to his wife uh, that she unfortunately did die in a concentration camp but that she died with two women who she had become friends with she also tells him his wife's final thoughts and how they were of uh, a pleasant memory of them spending time together on her birthday uh, and that she wasn't afraid when she died and then she says that she is wiping his memory of his wife the terrible things that happened but also of what he saw at the academy and of all knowledge of Patricia, Sarah, and the rest of them. Uh, She says that we need guilt and shame, but not yours. Uh, And then he seems to have a fit and then recovers without his memory. And we see that new people appear to be living in his old house uh, as the film ends. So what does all that mean? I have no idea. There's a lot of different people debating a lot of different theories, a lot of different things. I think for the most part a lot of it is up to your interpretation so i'm not going to say that there is only one way to look at it my instinct upon like watching the film was kind of looking at what the mother of size actually is because the mother of darkness you know darkness is pretty scary the mother of tears again like tears of like pain uh, and sorrow so that kind of makes sense but size is kind of a weird one to me and I kind of thought about the sigh that comes out of people when when they die that like last breath there's the sigh of regrets and of longing and things like that Um, so that was kind of an interesting concept the idea of Susie as a character obviously throughout the film you see that she's perhaps not as innocent as everyone around her seems to think um, she has these weird reactions to witnessing some of the the creepiest stuff going on. Um, and then obviously at the end reveals that she is Mother Suspiriorum, which obviously explains perhaps why she was so obsessed with the dance school, with uh, Germany, with, with everything in her life leading her to this moment. Whether she was aware of that or not is something that you could look at. Her mother seems to have been aware of it, which made me think that maybe her mother had been the previous mother of size if it was this kind of lineage thing that when she died Susie was awakened and that's why she chose that moment to go to the dance school um and that may be why her mother was in such a strict religious life as as being Amish that she was trying to hide from this dark part of her as being a descendant of one of these three original witches Uh, And that's why she saw her daughter as being a sin. A big part of the film is the fact that it obviously takes place in post-World War II Nazi Germany, um, in divided Berlin. There's a lot of stuff going on in the film also about memory, about remembering horrible things that have happened, which seems to obviously tie into the whole, like, never forget thing of the Holocaust itself. So... There's something to be said about that as to whether the nature of Mother Suspiriorum is actually evil, because at the end of the film, it seems like she does this nice thing by removing this old man's memories uh, of painful things. But the point of memory is to remember and to learn and to not repeat mistakes again. So is forgetfulness really such a blessing in that kind of political climate? And my own personal interpretation of the whole mother of size thing is that obviously there are signs of, of regret for what has happened, but also of of longing, of jealousy, um, which I guess is sort of an inciting factor into a lot of things like after World War One, people were longing for the lives that they have had for the previous economy. All that jealousy of, of the Jewish community helped to fuel that nationalism, uh, which caused obviously the horrific events leading up to world war Two. so i guess that is kind of my interpretation of the mother of size it's wanting things to be how they were to be how you think they should be to have things that you don't have uh, which lead to these kind of like terrible things these cravings for power and obviously that is also what mother marcus is doing she wants to prolong her life she wants to be one of the mothers to be revered even though she isn't one uh, but she's kind of built up this reputation so there's a lot of interesting stuff in this film like you could discuss this for weeks like this is a strong candidate for some film school shit i will also say that my issues with the first film about the, the soundtrack being really terrible like to the point that it made me want to laugh the soundtrack in this film is great it's quite a great score a lot of the camera stuff some of the angles and shots seem to be based on the style of the original film and of films of that type at that time which is pretty cool but the lighting etc has been drastically toned down they're not using these bright red and bright bright blue bulbs um so that's makes it a lot easier to watch overall i really liked the film uh, although there were no like rituals as we would understand them like in modern paganism like with an altar and all that stuff The whole idea of dance being the witchcraft is a really interesting idea that ties into a lot of existing practices uh, and things that people do, like movement and ecstatic dance, both to raise energy and to direct energy. The idea of movements within a circle being part of a ritual dance as well. I really liked that as as a point, and I really liked how they tied together the idea of the witches and the dance school. As those two things being related as opposed to completely separate, like one being a cover for the other. So I feel like they took the material of the first film and then drastically made it their own. Added all of this extra stuff that kind of enriched the experience and and made it more watchable than the original. So in terms of it being a successful remake, I think it is one. I would gladly watch it again. I thought all of the actresses did an amazing job. Uh, Tilda Swinton was amazing to watch in all of the three roles and I also liked how it kind of felt a little bit more modern in the sense that the witches weren't painted as just being evil whores of Satan. There is this kind of thing with like modern films about witches where the witches kind of win in the end like at the end of The Witch um, and films like that where they not necessarily just defeated in a burning building but continue on and appear to have won and that is a sense from this film which i feel like definitely improved on the ending of the original so um definitely worth a watch i would say if you're into atmosphere heavy horror films of this type um but i definitely recommend it and we'll be hanging on to the dvd copy of it which is more than could be said for most of the other films that i've reviewed i hope you've enjoyed this review and uh if you go on to watch the film let me know what you thought of it um you can contact on twitter or by email just check the description box for this episode and in the meantime i'll see you in the next one bye